Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Did you guys enjoy last week's episode? Did you get to share with your people? Your community and your tribe? Well, this week you're in for a real treat. Because we are back again. And we discuss some interesting topics. Girl, they're more than interesting. We read and key the girls. Such as? Gay Pride. Straight Pride. What's that? It's a thing. Not in my community. And the Beehive. Ugh. What a mess. They're too busy not making honey and just stinging everything. <laughs> and we also discuss the mess that is Love Island. Train crash disrespectful so and so's. Don't forget, this is offensive. You will gag several times. So get yourself comfortable. <laughs> it is a key, guys, so make sure you get into this episode. Absolutely. Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of Basic Biscuits. You're with your main host, Melanin King. And your main co-host, Adam Ian Harrison. And of course, we have the lovely producer in the back, Prince Jeremy, controlling all the volumes and giving us amazing sounding, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yes, she is. <laughs> and also, guys, we're joined today with another special guest. Oh. She made her way into this house. Wait, who? Miss Eggerfalls. Oh, <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah! She's here. She's fruity. She's ready for the summer. She's ready for June. She's ready for Pride Month. <laughs> oh my god. Shout out Echo Falls, of course, for being in the studio with us. Um, I didn't even know this was happening, but I mean, let's go. Let's yeah. get ready for this. She's just a really true friend to us all. I mean, she's got me through the darkest times. Actually, no, that doesn't help, guys. <laughs> Drink Echo Falls responsibly. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and I mean, Harrison, of course, is your birthday week. How are you yes. feeling? Celebrating anything? What's the tea? I, have, I haven't organised anything. I'm actually the worst. All I want is to be loved. Okay. And people to give me as much Echo Falls <laughs> or other finer things. <laughs> Please do. Um, but Melanin King, mm-hmm. how's your week then? It's been good. Just working, doing all of that. But we went to go and see Nadia J. So oh. we just really want to shout out Box Park Wembley hosting these monthly talks with Nadia J, who is a BBC One radio DJ. And like she talks about things that is really great for the for the community and for the culture as well. So I mean the first one she did was last month and she spoke about counselling culture. And then last week she spoke about the surge of surgery and how like Instagram and how likes and how like we are as a society are, are affected when it comes to surgery and how quick we can get surgery and it was really really good but guys check out our instagram stories and you'll be able to find it and catch all of your life she does it the first wednesday of every month this month's special guest audrey from the receipts podcast she also had chucky from the half cast podcast and she also had sj who is like an instagram and influencer and she was basically talk about her story about like getting a BBL and being really open and honest with everybody in the room as well because a lot of people have an issue with getting surgery and quick fixes but after going to that talk I felt like we also learned a lot about surgery and BBLs and not to also just discriminate in the reason why people get surgeries and it's not yeah. just it's not always just like an Instagram thing there's actual people that you know need it for a particular reason or anything so it was really good and really refreshing I would always say guys make sure you go Wembley Box Park and go check it out and it's free they're not paying us to say this this is legit support <laughs> it's a real treat it's a real treat to be in that environment where people can be honest different experiences mm. and just sharing ideas also I saw a music video which I loved Will I Am featuring Linus Lady Leisha and Miss Banks oh my god yes oh my goodness is that for pretty pretty little things yes Oh my goodness, like, so if you've not seen it, Google it right now or YouTube it. It's been out for two weeks. Don't know how it's never come into my life sooner. So, Melinda King, Prince Jeremy, I'm blaming you both. Because <laughs> you, you know about the urban music. <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> you know about this. But, like, both of these three women are, like, absolutely amazing, talented musicians. Um, they're women, they're black. It's not always about complexion, but they're highly melanated, mm. which I appreciated. And we just talked about recently about the idea of artists particularly hip-hop rap uh, grime artists to actually work together and collaborating is so like inspiring and so i really love the music video it's also advertising a great range of clothes mm. but on top of that lady leisha has had an amazing week again how this girl has not only just coming up with an amazing clothing line for pretty little things she's also got half a million streams 
in two days Shit. of her new song. Shout out to your baby mom, cause she's all over me. I, she's all over me. Why? Cause she's over the D. Why? Didn't do your D. I invited her for tea, and she spilled all the tea. I just came round to say hello to your kitties, and I got her washing the dishes. I'm picking your missus. Now, but if it's banter, she acts way too childish. So I bought her a baby hamper. Real talk boy, now I can't stand her. I can barely understand her. She's from Scotland, and a drink out of the glass gold with it is a mazza. Come on, girl. She has been working so hard constantly. Lady Leisha, we are bigging you up. We are shouting out from that mountaintops. Go and listen to all her work. I remember when I used to go to Hustlers versus Divas in Vauxhall. I used to go to like work. Originally, there's only going to be like four black gays that remember this. But I remember <laughs> when I used to go there and I remember going Hustlers versus Divas especially and seeing Lady Leisha when I was like 18 or something. And I just remember her, like this electricity that she had on the stage. It was amazing. So shout out Lady Leisha. Of course, she's part of our community as well because she's yes. pansexual. So speaking about the pansexuality, speaking about LGBT and everything and blessedness, it is Pride Month. I don't know what that voice was. <laughs> I sounded like Mariah Carey. Fuck you, Lily. <laughs> I was literally about to say, don't, don't come now and say that you love her. The lambs, come after me. Come after <laughs> Come on. This wolf is trying to, try, try to come after him. <laughs> she said the wolves are trying to Come on to him. <laughs> That's cool. Listen, the lambs can come for me anytime. Let's talk about pride. <laughs> A few moments later. Actually, what pride means to me is to be thankful. And it's the fact that I can be a, a, a size 38 and still get men and still, you know, have uh, bleach blonde hair and still be you know, attractive and still, I mean, this is all positivity to me, you know, look at my confidence right yeah, now, like, but I just mean, what I mean, <laughs> right, looking like a snack. Hey boy, can you handle that? Gonna... Anyway, listen, <laughs> so, but what I mean is, I just feel like it's a time to reflect and it's a time that I feel like we can all heal and there's been so many things that's happened, especially with like Trump's administration, this, especially yes. with the Pulse Orlando shooting as well. Like whenever I'm in those big spaces, I always try and remember what I'm what I'm here for, you know, and it's not just a place just to party and just to like, you know, try and find how much dick to suck or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like it's oh. a real thing and it's so funny because my old boss actually challenged me a couple of years ago and was okay. like, you know, Melanie King, why do you actually go to Pride? And I was like, Yeah, you know, to look cute, wear a little crop top back when I was a twink, you know. You were a twink? How dare you? Wow. <laughs> the audience wants to know when I need to see evidence of this. <laughs> Listen. The way that you girls now are shaped your body because you want the slim waist and the big ass, that was me like five years ago. Melanie King, slim thick. <laughs> it was just so funny because like he challenged me on it and that's for the first time when I actually had to take a step back and be like, you know, why do I go to Pride? And the reason why, he wasn't just like some cis, straight, white man that was like, why do you go to Pride? He was, you know part of the LGBT community and he had been advocating for so many years about it to make sure that we had rights to make sure that we could go to Pride and you know yeah. fucking suck dick down alleyway and or you know go get two for one drinks at, at the King's Arms and places like that or for spaces to be open and I have to thank him as well because it really changed my mind are you okay sis? I said yes at the moment you said suck dick in the alleyway <laughs> like oh no <laughs> Did a little bit more research as well, just why there is Black Pride and why is there just sort of like, I guess you would say like the Saturday Pride or the, yeah. the, the White Pride. That's what some people want to call it. Not me, but you know, the girls out there. But it's also just because of the message of Stonewall as well and the message like of Marsha P. Johnson. Like, I think a lot of people forget that if it wasn't for Marsha P. Johnson, a black trans woman, we wouldn't have Pride. Do you know what I mean? We wouldn't have the rights that we had. There was loads of POC that were uh, pioneering. But for me personally, it was Marsha P. Johnson, you know, as a black trans woman and... I think what tends to happen is black or POC people, we create this sort of space and this environment and then it sort of gets whitewashed after a while, which is why in 2017 they included the flag. They have black and brown stripes now okay. to sort of have inclusivity. You know, the white gays were livid. <laughs> they were livid that we was included. So I kind of understand why there's a black pride because I guess that, or there's a POC pride, I guess it's because we felt like there was also, everything starts getting whitewashed. Current climate now, people like, going on to, I don't know, Good Morning Britain with that pork back shape bastard Piers Morgan talking about, oh, I want to take my children out of LGBT lessons. Like, there's loads of things that are happening, you know, which is why I feel like also we don't need a straight pride. 
I completely agree. I feel very honoured and privileged to be around a community that's loving, that's growing, and that we can spend this time universally mm. around the world to acknowledge parts of the world where it's hard to be gay, to be trans, to be on the... I mean wonderful color of the rainbow ask alabama they're out here every other day putting and although right now in the media we've seen loads of things about a straight pride these are the same people who still think why do you have black history month (laughs) but i'm saying this because you didn't lie you didn't lie no lies told here but (laughs) there's nothing alleged on the base of (laughs) we don't allege on the base of biscuits podcast (laughs) I mean, we had a, Jeremy's told, told us off about not saying a ledge. Yeah. So like, There's a, a few times where she's knocking on the, on the, on the glass. She's like, this it. time she's like, speak. <laughs> um, so straight pride is like the concept of what, once again, the majority, literally the majority saying like, oh, well, like I want to celebrate my history and <laughs> I feel like this is happening. And I'm like, okay, first off, <laughs> um, we live in a world that's predominantly for straight people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and secondly, I, though the, this article came up with a, a group in America, they seem to be having links to the far right. They seem to be white and Caucasian, but I'm looking at you and the people in the other diverse communities i know within the black community there's homophobia there's transphobia so i'm not out here saying like oh those people are doing this no we need to fix up and look sharp i understand this month this once of a month and as melanie king said it's not just for a month it should be all the time throughout our lives mm. practicing compassion and understanding to those who are different those who are struggling however right now june you need to just shut up and either participate and learn or just keep quiet and stay in your house <laughs> so I was on Instagram and I saw Auntie Viola Davis. I personally think she's my aunt. I mean, she's yeah. everybody's she's, auntie. She's an actual full-blown lawyer as well. She's not <laughs> playing a lawyer. She, she, she knows what she's talking about. And I say this because she posted something on her Instagram account, which is a great summary of just reading us allies to Phil. <laughs> um, the post says, Gay pride was not born of the need to celebrate being gay, but our right to exist without persecution. So... Instead of wondering why there isn't a straight pride movement, be thankful that you don't need one. Oh, child. So I'm like, so, straight from the gut of my body, (laughs) sit yourself down. (laughs) Shut up, be quiet, and actually just be inside and just say, hey, you know, why do I have so much hate in my life? If you can't seem to figure this out during Pride Month, just stay inside because this is also a wonderful time to celebrate, but it's also a very dangerous time. Yeah, no, totally. When it comes to pronouns, when it comes to denying housing for us, when it comes to being killed in other countries, I think it's like illegal in like 70 countries to be LGBT. Like unemployment especially for the unemployment rates for 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 trans women as well it's why do straight people it's, it's kind of like all lives matter do you know what i mean it's kind of like why do straight wow. why why do you want to be marginalized why do you want to be i just i just don't understand again like, like i said before again <laughs> and again sense. they want our rhythms but not the blues and i say this now as another like everyone wants to come in and go like yes queen yes <laughs> or my hairdresser does all the wees for you but they don't they actually don't care yeah it just makes no sense to me because straight people aren't out here going on fucking buses and getting and pummeled because you know two gay people are like if you don't kiss in front of me which do you know what i'm getting hyped up and i'm getting really agitated and irritated which takes us over to excuse me excuse me what we're not gonna do so last week we dropped the first what we're not gonna do first of all we spoke about arthur and alabama and all of their foolishness yeah, we did. then i had to read the girls about this whole rihanna situation how you guys talk about how she's overpriced yet you're mm-hmm. still then gonna go by balenciaga and gucci and prada who are gonna give you a gollywog shoe this time you know in september the girls are gonna write think pieces online and then december you're gonna buy it for your mom for christmas yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's ridiculous but this week we have to talk about those poor women who were beaten up on the bus. Now, whenever I see something online about people of colour or a certain group of minorities, whether it's LGBT, whether it's uh, a Muslim person, whether it's a Hindu person, wherever it is, and something has happened where, like, someone who isn't part of the minority will abuse, I'm just like, please let me be in one of them situations. Because I just... Listen, I guarantee, like, imagine if I was on the tube now, yeah? Yeah. And I saw a man, like, pull off a woman's hijab. I don't... Instead of filming all of that stuff for Facebook... Listen, hands, okay? (laughs) The Terminator. (laughs) Like, it's ridiculous. But in regards to this story which was cited online, picture surfaced of a lesbian couple 
beaten up, basically like bloody nose, hair pulled, everything. It was so tragic to watch. And it literally took me a good couple of days to actually get into the story because I was just like, you know, sometimes when you just see too many things, you're just like, I, I can't. But for the people who are listening that aren't aware about this story, yeah. there was two women that was on a bus going home from Camden. It was about 2.30 in the morning. And there was a group of men that came upstairs on the double-decker bus, basically wanted them to kiss each other in front of them. I guess their small dicks will probably get off somehow. Maybe Pornhub, you know, it's cancelled on their subscription. I, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what the tea is. So I can pay my pound fifty to get on the fucking blood clot bus and sit down and do what I need to do with my girlfriend, not to pay pound fifty and get fucking beaten up. This is why we need pride. Because we're still out in these streets scared to hold hands. We're still out in these streets scared to kiss each other. We're still, because everything that we ever do is always, oh my God, this is too much. The children, think about the children. But straight people can come in and do whatever they want to do. And all of a sudden it's okay. That don't make no sense to me. Why am I paying money? Why are we paying taxes? I could understand if they were like, you know, you know, one of them was knees deep in pussy or some shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I could understand if you're like, okay, what is this? But you're coming up on this bus to to spew your homophobic and your disgustingness because you want to get off on two women kissing. We as men invented fucking soggy biscuits and shit. Go get all your friends, go get a can of K and go masturbate and watch porn, porn hub live, X videos, um, uh, porn.com. What else is there with the girls? What else do I watch? Um, Chatterbait, bitch, whatever the fuck you want to do. Watch whatever you want to watch. I feel so sorry for these girls and then they want to know why there's a pride and then they want to know why we're out here marching all of the time. Like, it's absolutely disgusting. And I feel so sorry for those poor girls. It's really sad. And once again, these are the crimes, alleged crimes that we see in the news. But there's so many other people during this Pride Month who are getting persecuted all year round. And so you need to understand the rest of the world Mm. that this is a real thing. This is not an isolated situation. It just really breaks my heart to see women being attacked. And speaking of things that we're not going to be doing, especially in this month. Oh, girl. It's come for the first ever trans person mm. who was the ambassador of Childline on some anti-feminist Janice Turner white women tears bullshit. Okay, so if you don't read the girls, Anna Bean Harrison. Okay. I, put, I put all my pens and papers down. Okay, so I'm <laughs> going to come up to you with this. Okay. Janice Turner. She's a journalist. That's what apparently she does by trade. <laughs> her, her actual trade is to what? It's supposed to say truth. Mm. You know, one with hope. Mm. This lady had an opinion about Monroe Bergdorf. Yeah. But this also went viral on Twitter. Mm. So Janice Turner reported on Monroe, who at the time was the ambassador of Childline. Oh, wow. Monroe's been doing, as she always does, is a very active person who wants to help within the LGBTQ plus community and particularly the youth. So she's been there as an, ambassador trying to get young people to seek help and support it now janice had a problem with this okay janice had opinions janice felt she needs to report and say why should a porn model Mm. be an ambassador for a child safeguarding line so she she monroe she a porn model it's news to me it's monroe a porn model so many more questions not enough answers (laughs) i don't think we have enough time on the recording where where (laughs) is the journalism facts (laughs) I need to see receipts. I mean, show me the receipts. Show me the receipts. I kind of feel like Monique in that gif. I would like to see it. <laughs> what was really interesting is so she wrote this and she wrote on Twitter like, well, I, don't, I cannot believe that allowing this to happen. She then saw herself to the NSPCC mm. head office, real white woman, let me speak to your manager moment. <laughs> and then was like, no, 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 this is not okay. They had private talk and they doubled down, went all the way down to Monroe mm. and just deleted her. Like, we don't want anything just, to do with you. Just an 86 chop. Yeah. Just said she's not on the menu anymore. Not, and it doesn't, it seems on social media, mm. allegedly, that this all happened very quickly without a real discussion of what was going on. They just went, no, white woman says something, we believe her. We don't care for you, person of colour who's trans. Like, forget about your life. What was the tweet that made everybody lose lose their minds and their wigs, please? So Janice had written, after it had been called out that Janice was possibly behind mm. Monroe being dropped by Childline and NSPCC affiliation. Okay. She had written, Safeguarding Charity has hired a poor model as a Childline ambassador. It's an astonishing decision. Is it worth cancelling your direct debits? Question mark. Oh, she came for their coin. She came for the coin. So do you think oh, should... so that's it in it. So as soon as she said, she's, as soon as she said direct debits, all of a sudden the NSCCPPP, the the child line, and all of this were like, screw. 
still like she's. They said not my six pounds a month. <laughs> they said not those donations. She literally did a and now in a way. Uh, so other people on Twitter have been like arguing with her, like, whoa, 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 why are you putting porn up in here? Like, who she's not a porn actress. That's what I'm saying. Monroe's and never done porn. She, and Janice's response to people like, she says, sorry, can you not read? I wrote porn model as a modeling for a porn title Playboy. Perhaps since you made an error, you'd like to delete. She was saying this to another. This is Janice talking to another Twitter user, asking her, like, why have you said poor? And then Janice felt she was, again, high and mighty with her whiteness, saying, like, um, excuse me, I feel very attacked right now. <laughs> and actually, you should go read my tweet again. But I don't really understand what porn has Monroe done. Exactly. That's why people are asking that this is libel. Why are you accusing, especially in the environment when you're talking about working with children? And again, people brought out Melissa Messenger who was once a page three model. Mm. She's also an ambassador for NSPCC. Mm. And also, that, Ariola was shown that. Yeah. yeah. In Playboy, it's not. No. And, but this... Swimsuits Illustrated. Um, didn't Serena have a cover on Vogue where she was nude and naked? The Kardashians have been nude and naked. What, what's happening here? How is tastefully showing skin... No, but I'm so, but I'm, I'm so confused on how Janice got to porn model. Where 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 did she? Okay, so what did Monroe say? What was like Monroe's? Because no shade, you know Monroe loves a, loves yeah. a think piece. So what was Monroe's? So Monroe had well, this is all happening. There's been lots of um talk she's been doing. Yeah, and she just and she's really really upset and she felt truly as she identifies herself mm. as a feminist as well as a trans woman, like people are coming after her and you know tarnishing her her, her name her reputation. Yeah, I mean well, I mean going on to on Instagram now, I can see that Monroe has replied saying. I'm so sad to be writing this, unbelievably sad. Yesterday, a Times journalist, Janice Turner, decided to launch a transphobic hate campaign on Twitter, calling me a porn model and suggesting if Childline official didn't stop working with me as a campaigner, they would be urging people to cancel their direct debits. Firstly, I've never shot porn in my life. Secondly, demeanizing those who do isn't okay either. One of my issues with this is that she never said anything transphobic. I don't... Where is the transphobia? Is it... I don't understand. Now, there was nothing about pronouns. Personally, for me, I never saw... I never saw her say, like, you know, this he, she, you know, or Mm. this it is going to be an ambassador. She just said a porn model. Now, I could understand why you would feel offended by that because obviously if you never shot porn... A lot of trans women do porn or do sex work because they can't, you know, get jobs in regular mm-hmm. regular industries. And But I don't really see the transphobicness. And I'm sorry that, that you've been dropped from another huge campaign because something like Childline is huge, you know, especially for Pride Month. But it also shows you as well that these big companies don't actually care. They really wow. don't care. Because at the end of the day, yeah. they would have been like, okay, hold the phone. They would have actually done some research. They, they would have called Sarah downstairs from HR. They would have been like, okay, so Sarah, did you really book this porn? Do you know what I mean? It would, it would have been more of a, of a, of a conversation than just, uh, well, Janice Turner, because she writes for the Times, it means it must be true. Okay, Monroe, we're going. You know, when she was dropped from L'Oreal, it was uh, Facebook. It, everything's always taken out of context, you know, but I personally didn't see the transphobia in this. And I feel like there was probably transphobia within it, from Janice but it wasn't public if that makes sense it's really hard when your being is across an intersection Mm. you're a trans woman and you're a person of colour when someone's challenging you you always think is it because of how I look like because that's the first thing that that person may see there could be the person just like I just don't like your shoes Mm. you happen to have a background that I don't like or I'm using this generally Nothing explicit was said about her journey as a trans woman. Mm. Implicitly, loads of things, but that's that's really a grey area that we shouldn't be quickly to dive in. It's just, I suppose, because it's Pride Month, yeah, and who she is, people will probably jump on that quicker. And don't get me wrong, because before the girls on the internet want to come for me and start adding basic biscuits, you know, with LDN, <laughs> we'll send them the the old. The old username, which is the under, the three <laughs> underscores. But before the girls side come for me, like, I'm not out here advocating for um, Janice. You know, I don't have, like, a short cut in the back and a long, you know, because, you know, when they like to call the manager, they always have the short cut in the back and the long fringe in the front, you know. A mullet. <laughs> <laughs> but for Janet to call the whole NSPCC, the whole all of those, all of those all letters together. All just the all, of, <laughs> all of it. And then with your big old chest and try and be out here like there's not, like trans kids don't exist, mm-hmm. that trans lives don't matter, that 
you you hit the age of 21 and all of a sudden that you're trans whatever disgusting transphobic shit that you were trying to say girl it ain't gonna run with us and also shame on you childline you're out here trying to say you know you represent this and you represent that but you're actually again the first call action is just to listen to this white woman and then just cut all ties and just pretend it never happened. Like, Yeah, it's not like you didn't know that you chose the first ever trans person of colour <laughs> to exactly. be an ambassador for children who are also experiencing trauma or going through a really difficult time in that community. Probably just, like, you know, just sent her a quick email or, like, a, a, a fucking direct message on Instagram or Twitter oh, no. just to be like, sis, it ain't working. Do you not understand how many trans kids look up to Monroe to look up to someone who is a person of colour or who is out there advocating for them? Like, at the end of the day, trans kids are probably the highest percentage of their call system you know what i mean like who are who are calling them because because they want to speak to a monroe they want to speak to the girls but janice decides that in her whiteness because of for whatever reason that she doesn't like monroe or she doesn't like the fact that she is a bit i guess out there you try to use your your ways to to cancel it and then trying to bring money into it so of course childline are now going to look at their direct debits trying to then say that you're a feminist but you're cussing out or discriminating someone who has chosen to do porn. Because I guarantee when your fucking old saggy back is turned, your man is watching Pornhub. She's watching Pornhub now. Girl. I hate to say it, it's typical white feminism. And Come on, speak on it. Is, I mean, if anybody I, can speak on it, it's Anna <laughs> B. Harrison. <laughs> like, I identify myself as an intersexual feminist because I mentioned before, no human person, even you white ladies, are just one thing. There's mm. always another element to it, whether it's class, whether it's an immigrant, whether it's whatever the case may be, everyone has struggles. And once again, if one woman can use another woman's like, well, she doesn't deserve to do this because blah, 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 blah. I, we need to worry about the... Ch-. I'm like, well, who makes you the authority to do so? Mm. And to call out and say, you should all hold on to your purses, don't give money to this charity, basically what you're insinuating... And just to bring it back again, we are aware, like we've just said, so much history, so much baggage comes with being a trans person and a trans woman. In this instance, there were so many layers to it, but Janice Turner, we are calling you out because you did wrong by Monroe. She's definitely going to get the pagan, 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 pagan of the week. Pagan, actually of the month. Period. Yeah. Of the whole LGBT Pride Month, you are getting it. And um, crazy, crazy. So people. this week, um, the problem is people have got strong emotions about people they love and they go in too deep. Now I know everyone in this room is looking at me like, I hope you're not justifying this behaviour. I am not. So the beehive. Oh god. You've already been told off by <laughs> by Beyonce's publicist directly. <laughs> and Beyonce. And Beyonce herself. So they were at the game three basketball match. Um, I can't remember the two playing teams. Their people, they're, they're moving. I mean, girl, we, we <laughs> both ain't into that. So it's cool. Don't worry. It's, it's cool, sis. Don't worry. And, it, and, it, and it's been covered. Niggas all- playing basketball. <laughs> it's been covered all over social media about this one, like, there's one 12 second shot. Mm. The owner for one of the basketball teams invited Jay-Z and Beyonce. Him and his wife were sat next to Beyonce and Jay-Z. The wife was sat next to Beyonce and then there was Jay-Z. What had happened was mm-hmm. <laughs> the wife had leaned over, mm-hmm. the owner of the basketball club leaned over slightly towards Beyonce, but talking to Jay-Z for like two seconds and then moved back. Beyonce just looks, you know, she just looked forward. Mm-hmm. She's probably like, well, you know, at least the kids have got a babysitter tonight. Uh, <laughs> I've got like 30,000 children, so it'd be just great that no one's on my titties. <laughs> and she's just enjoying herself. And then she moved a bit to adjust. Mm-hmm. She probably brushed, had gas. Br- just brushed this woman and everyone lost their shit. Like, she must die. <laughs> Beyonce doesn't like her. She nudged her. Jay-Z should never speak to any white woman again because we'll all cut his dick off. <laughs> because Beyonce's already told off her fans, like, do not come after my husband anymore. So they don't do that. I mean, they made a whole album called Everything yeah, Is Love. love. Like, <laughs> like, and she's like, I, you need to album. stop. You need to stop. But like, Dona's wife had horrible death threats. I mean, bumblebees everywhere. People just trying to find her name, trying to put a story in between it. How Beyonce herself, you know, all types of ways and that she doesn't deserve to be on this earth. And this woman's like, I literally leaned over to ask Jay-Z if you wanted a drink. <laughs> he said, yeah. I said, okay. <laughs> that was it. And I can't believe it. Like, Beyonce's always been lovely and warm to me. I love them. They were our guests. And 
people just still weren't listening to her. Yeah. So then the publicist went out and was like, y'all need to calm the fuck down because you're embarrassing her. Black people don't get to do nice black things. I mean, it's... And stop it. <laughs> I mean, it's so it's so funny because I can imagine her leading over just be like, do they valet your parking as well? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was probably so something... She was like, does the, does the maid also come around? Does he, does he always ask for tips? It was probably just something that we as regular ass people would never ever understand. And it was so funny because I remember there was a time when where the Beehive were coming for Kerry Hilson and obviously just dead in her career because no one's heard of Kerry Hilson since. Oh, no. Beyonce actually had to come out and was like, guys, stop singing her. And the Beehive told Beyonce to mind her own business. So I don't, I don't, the Beehive are like, was it the Beehive, the, the Spearsms? <laughs> And and no, what's the Nick, monster. What's Nicki Minaj's ones? The Barb's. No, they like those three together. Yeah, the Barb's will also cut Nicki Minaj. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if she don't drop an album anytime soon, the Barb's will be like, so we're just post outside Queens, New York, like just waiting for her. Listen, Beyonce has dragged Jay Z through several albums because there was a time, which is why I was never really a beehive because I was like girl, you've been married to this man for so long. Why do you keep making songs about Kitty Cat and Irreplaceable and this yeah, and that? Yeah, she kept saying I'm like, album after album after. I'm saying, girl, just break up with the nigga. What, Me, office? myself and I, you're like, okay. I'm like, sis, girl, leave. Clearly, you're not happy. But, you know, she stayed with him and, and made a, a beautiful album, Everything Is Love. They gave it to us, packaged, held hands, everything. Everything is love. Y'all still want to be on the internet. Jay-Z has learned his lesson. Learned his lesson. Becky with the good hair. Even when Beyonce did Coachella... Jay-Z was in the back, like, shots behind, you know what I mean? Holding all the babies, just like, <laughs> just, I'm here with the kids. <laughs> like, and the fact that the Beehive will literally, like, send death threats and just be absolutely crazy over, like, this is why Beyonce ain't gonna come out no more. This is why she hardly ever tweets or talks. She's gonna yeah. stop coming out. Or they're gonna do, like, public, like, different... No, they can't even do that. I was gonna say, maybe they should do, like, separate um, appearances. But if they do separate appearances, then one beehive is gonna be like, oh, so Jay-Z's cheating on Beyonce. She isn't here. And it's gonna be this whole other thing. Can everybody just relax? Because Jay-Z and Beyonce aren't paying your bills. You're They're paying do- theirs. You're literally, <laughs> you're literally paying their bills. You ain't doing anything. Like... Do you think Beyonce is partly responsible for... Not saying anything. No, just the levels of prey in regards to how the beehive do stand for her so much. I think there's always a level of, um, you know, the Willy Wonka effect... When someone's so closed in, nobody knows that there's mystery. Mm. And people then can go like, there's almost so mythical. Like, they come down once every two years. To give, <laughs> and it really can drive people. Care- and, and even big celebrities are stands and part of the beehive, yeah. right? Because when I think about it, there was a turning point in Beyonce's career. Because there was a time where she used to be with Destiny and do the red carpet. She used to do all those little basic jobs that, like, now she you... She would take interviews. She would take interviews. She, she was on the Tyra Banks show. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, she would be talking about her mum. Now he's just like... Yeah, she's, she's got to the point where she's like, I don't, I need, don't a- need to speak words anymore. But to be fair, some people were insulting her voice and her accent, Wendy Williams. Wait, uh, Wendy Williams did what? Yeah, she's like, you know what, Beyonce shouldn't speak. She doesn't sound smart. Like, okay. <gasps> okay, I don't need the beehive to get mad. Please don't go <laughs> Wendy's going to be things. But I think it is intentional to be so little of how much you give because she's probably like, this beast is too big. And so now if I change it up, I could lose a baby. <laughs> like they might kind of try and kidnap. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that Beyonce can say anything. I think. I think that the Beehive have, have gone. I think Beyonce, it's like you know when like you see them boys in the park with the Rottweilers, and by the time the Rottweilers got little Timmy in his mouth, you know what I mean, like ripping up to pieces. Beyonce is just standing there like, bitch, I can't. I can't do anything now because the, they might bite me. And especially because the girls online just be like one profile, delete that profile, get another profile. Like, it's, it's it's too much. The Beehive will then start making narratives. You remember, who was the guy that kissed her twice? And then all of us... He did the most. Come on, no. Really? Because you guys are writing no, narratives. No, stop, man. stop. I'm not saying he needed to get all that, like, hazer. All stung. But he was in the presence of someone who was, I personally think, the modern day Michael Jackson. Listen, at the end but of the day... No one, no one kicked lips Michael Jackson. Jackson. He didn't lips her. He kissed he her twice. But like, but no, no, but like, you're more of a Michael Jackson fan than I am. Because obviously, I'm a Prince fan. I know. Even when I met Rod Stewart, <laughs> I lost everything in New York Central Park. I lost it all. Is I this lost my shit. what I'm saying? Is this 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 is what it is? Actually, there's a really good point you put there. Maybe, and I don't want to go into a think piece. Is like. People did cry over Michael Jackson. People did grab him, like the Beatles and stuff like that. People, fans can be crazy and they mm. can miss it. However, I think what happened was like, you saw how awkward she felt. And like, why are you touching? Why are you going in someone's are personal space? I'm, I'm not, so I'm saying, no, because how awkward she was. No, no, but like anyone. Maybe she had trapped wings. No, no, no. <laughs> but like, just how this, this story that we're talking about, 
Of course, like, nobody likes someone leaning over you, even if it's your own daughter going, like, can I talk to dad? Like, my mum would tell me, like, you need to get up and walk around, don't talk over me. <laughs> so, or at least be like, sorry, what's that? Your second. Acknowledge no, the person you're leaning over. Okay. No, I do agree with so, that. Because I did think, okay. Yeah, okay, but again, it was like two seconds. It was two seconds. Though. But that's what I'm saying. It was like a five-second second conversation. Second. So, but imagine now, someone you barely know just coming up to you, giving you a big hug, and you're like, I don't I don't know you that way. I know, I'm glad that you bought my albums. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad for the diamond like, number. <laughs> Kanye don't even kiss me like that. Can you just calm down? Yeah, but they cut Kanye off long time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take it from the thing like, oh, you did it in front of Jay-Z. You're disrespecting Jay-Z's wife. No, no, no. I'm saying that like, Beyonce doesn't... Like, any person's allowed to feel uncomfortable and say like, I appreciate it. And that's it. People do go crazy. I was reading, listening to someone else who's talked about being in a room with Beyonce when they come in. All the security's like, turn your backs. Don't look at her. Da, 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 da. They're like, that's so much. And like, it's actually weird because when she goes in the room, your first instinct, uh, why people bite her? why people like Tiffany Haddish because people lose their mind around it so you imagine just like I know I create this fanfic but like I still don't like strangers <laughs> so but if you create it lay in it I guess your publicist can come out, but at the same time, these people don't stand for your publicist, bitch. They they stand for you. So I personally feel like she should come out and say, okay, guys, this is a bit too much. And be like a t- Taylor Swift and Kim Kardashian going back and forth on social media. Why do that when you're just like, oh, just no. I mean, I guess, but, you know, Beyonce can say one thing and the girls will just stand yeah. for it. She could literally just be like, stop. No, they ain't going to stop anything. Speaking of stopping, wow. Another video clip of a young man I'm guessing underneath the age of 21, he looks like he's got melanin inside him. Maybe he's mixed. And he's looking at the camera saying, show me one attractive woman who's darker than you to the camera person. Say it again. Say it again. If you find me one attractive black woman, I will rescind my claim. But until then, I do not believe that there is a single peng black, not mixed race, not Hispanic, black, black, blick, Nigerian. There's not a single one, not okay. one. Just keep saying that. Just keep saying that. one person darker than you, of the opposite sex, that I find attractive, and I will rescind all of my claims and call myself a racist. Until but you are racist. I'm racist. You are racist. I'm racist because there's not a single person darker than you who's attractive. And um, actually things like that make me really sad, and I'm really emotionally exhausted. I know I went onto a real high there, but I, Melanie and King, what, what are your thoughts? Have you seen the video? Uh, I saw the video of this little boy talking. Well, I mean, how old is he? Probably like 17, 18 or something mm-hmm. like that. Now, the hardest thing is that I don't know who's behind the camera. So I can't, I guess, I don't know what their complexion is. So I don't... He I, definitely sounds like a brother. No, no, yeah, he does. He sounds black, but I, I don't know what his complexion is. So he might be saying, show me someone darker than, you know, he might be Anna Bean Harrison's complexion and say, do you know what I mean? That he might be my sister's complexion who's lighter skin but con- like I, d- I don't know i don't know what complexion but i watched the video and i just chuckled and i feel like i chuckled because it's just you're an idiot when i see videos like this i can't be bothered to read because it's like life will read you <laughs> life is going to read you every single day when you get on the bus when you go on public transport when you go for job interviews when you you know you're saying that no one darker than the guy behind the camera is attractive and find me one and i'll eat my words all this stuff like i'm talking nigerian yeah like i'm, like I'm talking, talking Ni- nigerian, nigerian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and all it like if blicker than blick or blackity blick if you want to be saying all of that, that's fine. But when you want to go find yourself a Susan, a Karen, a Molly, and all of that jazz, when their family is hiding the good china and the good the good rings around because your fucking black ass is, is turning up to the Sunday function without no seasoned meat, that's your thesis. If that's what you want to do, that's it, find it. But I guarantee you now, that video is going to come and bite you on your ass. You should have keyed with the girls in the WhatsApp group and said that you don't find dark-skinned women or black women attractive, but you want to be saying it on social media. Now, I do want to say one thing. The Shade Room Borough... Now, as much as you give us a key and a read and we live and we and it's so funny, you guys are also perpetuating this idea that there are men out there that don't find black women attractive and that black women are like... Again, we know that black women are one of the most disrespected groups, marginalised. And it's just disgusting because it's so funny that mixed race and black men have this attitude. But your mum is black. Your aunt's black. Your grandmother's black. It makes no sense to me. And the Shade Room Borough really needs to have a responsibility. We spoke a couple of episodes about PC Kevin Rawley, you know. The fact that the Shade Room Borough had, I don't know, behind-the-scenes footage or whatever of this police officer beating this handcuffed black boy. All you said was, oh, what do you think about this? But it was nothing like, this is his number, this is his badge number, this is where he works. Uh, This is the boy's, uh, you know, GoFundMe page. There is the petition 
there's nothing. There's no responsibility. It's like you feel like you guys can just say whatever you want and then just be like, well, that's it. And I get that you, you're doing it for clicks. But when it comes to disrespecting black women, let me find out that the Shade Room Borough is run by white people. Maybe that's why. Because I'm thinking, like, how are you? Because I personally feel like the Shade Room Borough is run by black people or people of colour. How are you allowing your this person to disrespect your parents the, the, like well, this? Well, plot twist. Maybe the Shade Room Borough is run by black men. Oh. Well, do you know what? Straight. Black straight men. If you could see Jeremy's position, I feel like she's about black to... Black straight men and white gay men. <laughs> yeah, black straight men and white gay men. <laughs> oh my God, that's, yeah. Because they can't stand black no, women. women. They can't stand... <laughs> I don't understand. That's why... Actually, I won't. It's, it's Pride Month, but truly a plot twist for the ages. Because we're just discussing mm. the perpetuating narrative of particularly men saying they don't find black women attractive or I know there was a video recently of a light-skinned or mixed woman who just had a baby and she has a dark-skinned partner and she was like oh my baby's gonna be dark oh is it beautiful has it got light eyes again I have to show it to you it is <laughs> I, I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't put True. Yeah, this God. is not true. It's the YouTubers and and like. So, so wait, wait, wait. There's a. She white? No, she's no, mixed. She's mixed. Her mum's white. Her dad's black. So she's mixed race. Her, her, her partner's dark, like you know, darker skin. Yeah, darker skin. And she asked. Yeah, the baby. The, she's just come out of labour. <laughs> and they were like, she's like, yeah, yeah, look, look at her ears. Like they're quite dark. She's gonna be dark when she gets old. And she looked pissed. But, but you laid down. With she a... she had balance. And so the dad was like, he also says funny funny things. Apparently, they're no noticed to be very colorist what well, colorism running deep in there he's like he kind of sheepishly said like maybe it should be like me <laughs> like being darker and then um she hasn't got really nice eyes i thought she's gonna have nice because i think she has light brown or green eyes the mother but this makes no sense because you lay down with a with a darker skinned man I so think, what did you expect they've got i think another child already that's lighter oh okay so what they just assumed that that's not how to and know the, the, mid, the white midwife was like but she's beautiful and healthy. Let's go back to the fact that <laughs> this child has only been in this earth for 25 minutes. I mean, she has all of her limbs. She's yeah. healthy. Can we celebrate this? Nope. You Again, just want to know why. Black women coming out the womb getting criticized. <laughs> There's just no rest for us at all. Following in this like narrative of black women just not being desirable, um, people just having opinions, people making jokes about us. Yeah. You know, it really saddens me and it makes me question about this young man is he getting this outlook on this view about black women from social media mm. and how it's portrayed and how it's fed into their viewed or how much time they have on screen? Case in point, Love Island. On again this year. Why? Because, <laughs> because apparently the people want to see attractive people in Spain getting off with each other. <laughs> and they have a black woman every season and it's never a straightforward narrative. Now, I know people have noticed this and there's been an uproar like, why is this always happening? Why is it not diverse? And where, when it is, why is it just the one or two people? And and can you, you read something to me that was really interesting about the actual producers of the show, what they had to say about diversity. Do you know what? It is such a gag. When I read this, I said, Mm-mm, not with my taxpayers money I said no 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 honeybee we're not doing this today so the Love Island producers came out and basically said first and foremost it's an entertainment show I'm sorry stop did they say first yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright guys I'm quick. I don't need to be in English anymore thank you this they night. said good night. Thank listen, you good night. Jeremy good come back here no, I quit Jeremy they said first and foremost Jeremy come back first here first and foremost about being called out about no I'm done Jeremy Jeremy. I quit. And it's about entertainment. I'm done. Jeremy. I'm like, no, no, I don't need to be in this industry anymore. <laughs> make it make sense. Make this team make sense. Please. They started with first of all. Like, they've got the high ground. No, but it's not even for first of all. First of all, we're in entertainment. Like, so let's just start from the beginning. Are we not in... Too many questions. Too Let many me, questions. Listen, 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 five words in. No, we can dissect this, but listen. All right, Jeremy is standing up like she's about to give birth. The way that, okay, just okay. So they say first and foremost, it's an entertainment show, and it's about people wanting to watch who you've got on screen falling in love with one another. Yes. We want it to be as representative as possible, but we also want them to be attracted to each other. <laughs> also, we're not saying that everybody they is. Said also. <laughs> 
also, we're not saying that everyone that is in there is how you're supposed to look. We're saying here's a group of people that you want to watch for eight weeks and we want them to fall in love with each other. That's not at the front of our mind, but we do want to be as diverse as possible. ITV. There's more! (laughs) ITV executive producer Angela Jan added... What we've tried to do I again. So what Angela said was, what we've tried to do again is have a huge range of personalities, people hoping that there's someone in there for everyone and a slice of British life. So hopefully that's lots of different types of people are represented. <clears throat> Okay, so here's here's a here's another little plot twist. Um, actually, Jeremy and Melanie King don't watch Love Island <laughs> for this reason. And I'm not supporting so. it. I'm not supporting the show. I stumbled across it as an innocent bystander last night to watch a catch up kind of thing, and I was like, "How do you innocently watch a catch up?" <laughs> I'm telling the truth. I literally How do you innocently I'm, watch a catch up. Make this thing make sense. <laughs> make this make thing make sense. I don't mind watching um, guilty pleasures or like watching trash TV. Like I told you, I, w- I watch Catfish. You know? <laughs> I have no problems of telling people this. Like I genuinely don't know how TV works anymore because I watch everything online. I'm like, how do you change channels? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the same. Don't know. So. I, I did watch it last year and it just made me really, really sad because the one black girl there last year didn't get any screen time. Oh, and she, the Sim- Samira. And she actually did find a partner who later on just cheated on her. And I was like, <laughs> and nobody oh wanted God. to be her. And everybody was like, whatever. She became the psychic friend. And she actually had a breakdown on the episode. She oh was like, God. nobody likes me. And I feel like I'm becoming everyone's like, like the best friend like in this movie. And like, it was really sad. And all the white girls with all their like, Enhancement surgeries, taking all the features of the black women. Big lips and big bums and stuff like that. You can do whatever you want as long as it's safe. I'm not here to judge. But she was just left isolated. Yes, there were actually last year, I don't think there were actually just no tea, no shade, full black men there. Mm. There were. Like me. But she was just left isolated. There were other gentlemen of colour in that house. They were mixed mostly. um, And they did not ever pick her at any stage. She did end up with a gentleman. Um, and it didn't work out but the screen time they gave her was so limited and it was just so heartbreaking to just see last year if this what Britain wants <laughs> but again they don't like black women the men that they are putting in the house are those men attracted to black women or are they just picking men that are like Absolutely not. sort of Geordie Shaw looking who are, you, you just typically know they're not gonna want no, to go with I black women I wouldn't even say that because um, I don't watch to, the show so I'm not trying know. to call out my past with Jeremy but we've travelled around the, the British Isles mm. and we've never had problems before oh getting so, white men <laughs> men men liking us yeah oh okay men yeah. liking you okay yeah. fair enough some of the there is a certain breed and we've had them you know when a breed? my man said to no but when my man said to you he was like but I have land yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they are there so I don't want to say like if you're outside London no no guys no white guys like black women they do mm. whether it's um, you know ebony porn or whether it's oh. um, you know or you know oh you're really pissed off my boss or yeah. you're really ticked off my dad or, the, or dating the, you would be controversial yeah, but the, and I don't want that to be on Love Island, but they do exist. So you can't say to me, oh, because all the people are from like Bristol and Dorset, they don't like women. No, they do. You're consciously, um, you're only putting one black woman there too, who's mm. supposed to represent a whole diverse range of what black women are. Because you've got like 15 white girls with all the same hair and all the same looks. <laughs> they're not the really. Same just, they're the same. Yeah. No, but I heard there's a plus size model. Oh, please stop. Just She's a grown woman. That's, <laughs> she's like, oh. Amazonian woman. She's, woman. she's in proportion. Her plus size is what? 14? She's a size 14? She's like six foot. But she's six foot. <laughs> That's make not plus size. this thing make sense. <laughs> That's not plus size to me. I am six foot. I am a size 14. Am I plus size? No, no, that's no, what I'm, I no, but I'm saying that I like I I personally like feel like plus size is when you're like twenty, twenty two, twenty four, twenty. Like you know when you when you shopping at what plus size, size is. is. So just reflecting back on what the ITV producers had said in their statement mm. about it's about entertainment and it's about we want people to find chemistry. What I find interesting is that um, the way they came out so defensively is like when you go for a meal they burn your food and you're like hey you burn my food you go first and foremost 
You ordered food. That was your you, fault. You, want, you wanted the steak I, what, well done, so what, we just we just burnt. You, you can have you can have steak well done without it looking like fucking charcoal. Yeah, okay, like, <laughs> like, kind of like we're just here to just buy, provide food. You're coming at me. Y'all wanted a nigger, so we gave you one. Do the, you know what I mean? There are like, loads of other things on this menu. Just just one steak. Why are you mad about the one steak when we've got fifteen different cheeseburgers? I'm like, why why don't you just have different? I don't have a wagyu steak. Why not? <laughs> That's what she is, wagyu. But yeah. Steak. But like, so Love Island this year is still showing the same, same stereotypes. Same narrative. Same narrative. So who's who's the black goddess on this year? Um, You you wonder. You wonder. And once again, side note, us black people, we can't just be, we can't just be like lying on her laurels. She's attractive. She has a great body. She's a scientist for cancer research. Oh my God. She's got great wigs. Every colour looks good on her and she still ain't chosen for no one. I guess also because she's a scientist, I feel like they probably no. don't... No. no, no, no. What I'm saying is, is that, okay, first of all, they don't like to show educated black women, okay? Or educated women or educated people. I but I feel that. like also maybe because she's a scientist, maybe their perception is that... that People don't find scientists attractive. But I guarantee if she was like some white girl that was a scientist, they'd probably be like, There's yeah. a pharmacist. There's a pharmacist there. Who's white? Oh. Oh. Not model, sorry. The plus size woman is yeah. a pharmacist. She's a... Oh. Talking? No, there's a pharmacist there. And there's loads of... Actually, this year they did try to find lots of people who had actual jobs or studied a lot. And so yeah, did but, last I mean, year. They, I mean, they can't go back to those jobs. But after. what I'm saying, what <laughs> I said about... what I, I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. So what I'm saying about black people not having... Because we've always been told to work twice as hard mm. to get half as much. So we can't just say like, this is so-and-so. This is Yuanda. She she works in as a beauty... Nothing wrong with the beauty industry. like, But she works in Mac. Um, and then sometimes, you know does a few ballet lessons we have to be the best of the best of the best we've seen i'm gonna say beyonce just for now but it could be any black athlete or serena williams work above and beyond even Mm. whilst like hemorrhaging and only still be criticized whereas if you got so many other people who look the same Mm. you can get away with everything love island is literally not doing any good service to show and demonstrate that black women particularly Mm need to be protected, need to be celebrated and not just be like, as that 17 year old, I'm saying he's 17, was like showing and proved to me a dark skin or a black woman. Millions, millions. Someone came from the pizza as well. Some some, uh, basketball player also said something like, I don't care what you guys say, she ain't ain't good looking. I think they even called her a roach. Oh my God. You can find you can find, I found women, like the roach that was dying. You can find people unattractive. So, <laughs> so what and I just wanna my last part of this is like you can find people not attractive. Mm. I know people are like I have a chance. I just only it's like a preference. Going, That's what the gays love to say. But what I'm saying is get our beautiful ebony names out your mouth and put some respect on it. Mm. Can you say that again for the girls <laughs> Get our beautiful ebony names out of your mouth and put some respect on it. Including you, Mr. Mix. Possibly mixed or brown young man who had everything to say. You think that people like you because you're half white? No, they like you because you're half black. Because that's the cool side. Ooh. That's the side that the people think that you're really interesting because your hair is slightly softer and curly. So don't don't come here. I'm not doing it anymore. I heard that one of them did blackface, and I said I'm not doing it with the show. I think his name is I don't know. I think it's Anton or something like that. One well, of first and foremost, <laughs> we're an entertainment channel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I remember when the pictures came out on blackface and then one white girl was like, well, you guys did white chicks. I said, so white chicks, so we did one show? (laughs) We did one film? (laughs) Because we did one film, which again, it's a different context, it's a different time. I'm not here for white chicks. I mean, I was at the time, but I get why it's, you know, it's bad. But it's like, we've done this one thing and and now all of a sudden we're just allowed, every white person could just do blackface just because of that. (laughs) Like, it's ridiculous. I guess whose responsibility is it now? I also feel like with the Shade Borough, like, you have responsibility with this. You're posting this. You're also posting this negative comments. And because you know exactly what it's going to be. You know there's going to be, again, dark-skinned black girls that are going to be in your mentions. You know there's going to be dark-skinned black men that are going to be in your mentions. Like, for what? For clickbait? Why? When you could be like, um, is it Yara Shahidi? Yes. Um, she posted on her Instagram. There was a girl that was at a graduation and she started to talk about uh, black lives that have been taken via police brutality. So yeah, she was talking about Trayvon Martin. She started talking about uh, Tamir Rice and <laughs> this pagan, pagan of a 
uh, I guess he's the dean. I guess he's the dean of of, of the college. Next to her, basically just told whoever was in sound production. Like truly doing military like sign language as in like we're breaking in <laughs> get in do the job sniper and just cut her mic off while she was talking about these issues so Yara Shahidi she saw it and then she went on her own Instagram she posted it she wrote a cute little caption and then the next video was the girl um, I think like after the graduation reciting her speech I think it was about a minute long or so but this is how you do it because you still get the clicks and you still show positivity you're not just out here being like look what this black bastard said about black women um, and I'm gonna go to I don't know Morley's at four o'clock and chill with the niggas like do you know what I mean like there has to be some form of responsibility Shade Borough like you can't just keep doing shit like this and just expecting us just to be like well here's the input putting all this stuff with clicks and then bouncing because you're not you aren't helping the situation either so yeah, I, I completely see and share your same point about how you can use your platform like Yara Shiidi and give a spotlight to people who are showing a message or giving more detail behind a snapshot or a short clip. And I just want to pose a question to you really is where does the responsibility lie in really truly helping or showing the truth to the community and showing a pathway of where to go next. So we see in the Shade Borough post every now and again of really explosive clips and uh, they pose a question and that's really it. We can feel frustrated that what happens next? What happened to that story? Mm. What happened to this person? Is it their responsibility or is it like we're just here, first of all, first and foremost, we're just here to give entertainment. <laughs> you ain't shit for that. Why did you first of all but say people? They're here, but they're not just as warriors. They're not Amnesty International, one could say. No, I guess. I mean, I feel like be a better publication. Don't just be what they expect us to be. Do you know what I mean? Don't just be shady black people on the internet keying and ganging with the girls and sending shit out. Actually be better than that. Actually be like, okay, cool. We have a platform and this is the shit that is happening. So let's actually, okay, we're going to follow up, follow up with this story. We're going to see what happens. Be that example. Do you know what I mean? Don't just copy no shade, the, the shade room in America, the Latino shade room, the, the, the Budapest shade room. Actually, actually do something for the community because at the same time, most of your posts, 90% of your posts are black people, are black women, are black men. And you already know what social media is like as well. We Everything we do is social media. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have younger kids growing up on social media. All they do is just scroll, 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 scroll. Yeah. So you need to also be setting that responsibility as well. And if you don't, then come offline. I'm sorry. That's how I personally feel like. You have people like Black Twitter who will... Listen, Black Twitter... The real Nancy Drews of the internet. You could murder she wrote who? (laughs) Black Twitter is out here. Anytime some shit happens, Black Twitter, give it 16 hours. Black Twitter is like, so they know where they live. They know their job. They've called the job. The head teacher. They've called the work. They've called the dad, the mom, Jesus. Everybody, Allah's coming involved. You know, uh, Buddha is coming over on the clouds. She's coming over. Do you know what I mean? Vishnu is, I don't know where he is, but you know, all the gods are coming. He's in the WhatsApp group. He's like, where are you? (laughs) Vishnu's <laughs> like I'm, I'm on my way <laughs> like, everybody's coming I just think that there needs to be a better responsibility do you know what actually that takes us to our last point of responsibility who the hell is responsible for those goddamn Ariana Grande ASOS fuck off wigs we just talked about how black women get disrespected and then I'm finding out that Saskia has released a wig range with the hardest lace front line you've ever seen <laughs> and a part in that's so thick it looks like just a pair of folded clothes <laughs> and they had the cheat to say I can't do it anymore guys I'm done it looks like folded clothes <laughs> <laughs> two, just two lines of these two folded jumpers but I don't see the line I'm just. <laughs> do they even pluck the edges? No, and these people, these, just, you know what? Mm-mm. It's and, uh, sixty-five pound, you know. Sixty-five pound for the week, and it ain't even human hair, and it's not even human. If you said to me it was virgin, it was no, no, like I mean, he, like Remy, uh, a Russian, a cute little bundle or something. Even premium one. Yeah. <laughs> Look, don't get me wrong, like, everyone loves a good, like, you know, shake and go wig. Oh my God, yep, coming soon, basic biscuits. (laughs) Shake and go. Um, What I think we're just personally tired of is um, people just making money off the back of people who have already been doing it for years. (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong, the Jewish community's been making wigs for, like, all the years. (laughs) We're out here, I'm not saying I don't see you, I see you. In Stamford Hill. Your wigs are expensive, (laughs) like... 
like Hollywood expensive. I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. But you see, I don't go out here saying that I'm gonna start selling wigs to that community because what it already exists. Okay, so I saw this the wigs online and I just saw the model who was like racially ambiguous. So because I really feel like 2019 the hashtag is racially ambiguous. Like, what is racially ambiguous? Uh, when we think of celebrities such as like Courtney and Chloe and Kim Kardashian, they're racially ambiguous also because of their surname mm. kylie and kendall they're white they're both of their parents are white um caitlin and chris are both white so i don't i don't i don't understand how the problems here and also i'm tired of i won't go into it now but you're one step away asos of showing like braided wigs or dreadlock wigs oh you're one step away oh, yeah, they're about to and the i you're one whisp away oh do you know what though because you know when the when the when the girls go to the festivals and they get the braid for the for the weekend and they get like you know and they and they start wearing like they, they do the the pocahontas feather because they just watched it last week with their little niece so you know that asos <laughs> is coming with a with a, you know that ASOS has come with a dreadlock wig. <laughs> Absolutely, a blonde one for just for what? Just in time for Glastonbury. <laughs> just in time for Stormzy to open up. Bare chest as he always is. Like white people, you can wear wigs. You can wear wigs whenever you want, however you want. I'm not. I don't really care. Okay, mm. they're bad wigs, but you can wear them. <laughs> and you can go on your YouTube channel to watch how to do it properly. What I'm mad about is that they. Again, since the dawn of time, as long as black women have had hair on their head, people have either tried to shave it off or shame us or whatever we needed to do something to it. They're like, oh, why do you do this? Why do you do that? Oh, your hair's so fake. Oh, could you see that she's wearing a wig? She did Like questioning our femininity, questioning our own ability to produce hair follicles as if, you know, um, we're less than because we can't do it. And now all of a sudden you're like, oh, that looks really cute. Kylie wears like a, a grey wig, so I'm going to wear a grey wig. <laughs> and oh my gosh, isn't it really nice? Okay, so what I'm what I'm asking you to do now is this. You don't have to go to PAX because that's a very problematic place, to be honest. But how about stop reinventing the world and sending it back to the community? So any young people of colour, black women particularly, shopping on ASOS, trying to get your nice, like, maybe Ivy Park ensemble, do not even think twice of buying wigs there because I will find you. I'll be in the mirror when you brush your teeth at night, like, your black auntie here is upset. Don't follow your white friends to there. You take yourself to the proper places. You find yourself, we're talking about influencers who already have wig lines. Mm. Patricia Bright, uh, Jackie Anya, uh, I know there's other people in um, Chanel Ambrosia. Yes. Yeah. They've been doing wigs and makeup for ages. And guess what? You white girls can buy those wigs too. But you ain't, you're not paying for that. Yeah, but why? When we can just go on ASOS and you can get it all together, you know, and get discount code at, at checkout. No, I, I hope you do. I hope the grown-up women do buy this because what I'm going to say next is like I hope you buy it I hope you don't know how to use it and so one day when you're having an intimate moment it gets snatched off and you get shamed <laughs> sorry that's not awful but I no listen I'm there's if I see any bitch this summer wearing an ASOS wig you're going bald in the street <laughs> me as a gay man it's not happening forget that I'm black me as a gay man I'm not allowing that an ASOS wig a uh, uh, um, uh, uh, My Little Pony wig? Get out of here with that. Yeah, it, looks like. <laughs> it look and it's mad synthetic as well. Yeah. It's so looks, shiny. It looks... <laughs> so shiny. It doesn't even look nice. Don't light a cigarette near this. <laughs> 65 pounds. You know what we're going to do, actually? Next episode, yeah. we're going to do um, what you can get for £65 versus an ASOS wig. <laughs> yes, that's what we're going to do. We're going to teach you. We're going to educate the girls. What did Whitney Houston say? I believe the children of the future. <laughs> Teach them all and let them lead the way. But right now you're lost. I'm not coming back in to help you. Yeah. This, <laughs> this younger generation with the ASOS and, and, and the boohoo.com. Shut up, bitch. Anyway, listen. So, of course, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Base of Biscuits LDN. You can find myself at Melanin X King on Instagram. You can find me, Annabelle Harrison, on Instagram. Find me. Be friends. Cute. And where can we find you, Jeremy? Of course, always. Now, guys, I'm about to go off and see Janae Aiko and Erica Badu. I cannot wait. This, I told you already last week, my third eye is going to be open. There's going to be so much sage burning. By the time you guys have listened to this, I would have already been dead, woken up dead again, because this is going to be such an amazing experience. I mean, it would be maybe a bit better if Lauren Hill and Erica Badu was doing it. Imagine that. Would you rather mm-hmm. see... Yeah, no, Janae, Aiko, and... No, 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 don't, don't, Janae, Aiko, don't disrespect her, like, don't disrespect her like that. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm don't see the lie, but okay. I, I like her. Would you like to go see 
Miss Erica Badu mm. and Janae Aiko, mm. or mm. two actual legends, <laughs> Lauren Hill and Erica Badu. So who's turning up first? You don't need to. <clears throat> Lauren Hill ain't turning up to no goddamn concert. You know what she does. Now you know no shade. Lauren Hill needs to still pay them taxes. It's been a good ten I think, years. So why but Lauren Hill have... ain't turning up to them. God, Lauren Hill ain't turning up to the concert. And now you heifers are trying to make me angry and, and irritate before I go up to the concert. I'm trying to get into my chi before we start this. Before we start. Now you talk about Lauren Hill and 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 Erica Badu. Who's turning up? Us or Lauren Hill? Which is the audience? That... Bitch, I ain't turning up for Lauren Hill anytime soon. I'm coming out of the studio, guys. Check me out. <laughs> I just dropped the wine. I'm done. Oh wow, King Le- King Legit. Yeah, he ain't in it. That's not a joke. He actually, he actually just left. He just uh, left the studio. <laughs> but just left us to unpack everything. I think he was very sensitive about what just was discussed. I think because he realised he's a racist. Yeah, and also for me, let's be honest, guys, and we'd love to hear what you guys think. Would you rather it be Erica Badu and Janae Aiko or Erica Badu and Lauren Hill? Think about all the sage, the third eyes, like... Honestly, on the, I just... Look, Lauren Hill's going through some things, right? You know, we're, we're out here supporting people. We need to support her. Now, I'm sure it'll be a great concert and everyone will be singing in tune. Right. <laughs> You know, and people will be wearing crazy hats. Yeah. You know, jewelry will be places and everyone will be high. It'll be a great concept. I mean, anyway, guys, we love you. We love you so much. We're here. Thank you so much for listening to us again. To the very end. Bye. Bye.